Hello, everybody. Cal Banyan here. Cal Banyan's hypnosis, etc. And we are doing it all hunkered down. That's right. This is the hunkered down series because I'm not in my office. I am. I have got a wonderful green screen behind me, a picture of the inside of my office. And um, you wouldn't have known that unless I told you. So, you know, I had to let the cat out of the bag and all that kind of stuff. Well, let's see what's going on today. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, we got, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to do a series of videos that we think is most important right now. And that is to help all you hypnotists around the world to, you know, make that jump to doing online sessions if you haven't already done it. We're going to be talking about such things as, you know, some of the most important things you need to do to be successful. We're going to be talking about benefits to the clients of doing hypnosis sessions online. We're going to be talking about benefits of hypnosis the hypnotists of doing hypnosis sessions online and we're going to be doing top mistakes that hypnotists make doing hypnosis sessions online so there you go hang on for the whole kit and caboodle and uh hold on a second. i start using words like that when i'm with penny because you know she's a, a down south kind of girl and and brings out you know whatever little genes i have that are like like that all right so here we go. Today we are with Penny Chasson. She's going to correct me on that. I think it's Chasson. She's been on our show a few times before. Uh, her very first one was in was podcast 532, the, the successful hypnosis professional interviewing Penny Chasson, nurse, anesthetist, board certified hypnotist, and hypnosis instructor. Let me tell you a little bit more. All right. As you know, like I said, she is a nurse anesthetist, which I you know she'll correct me if I said that incorrectly also, and I'd greatly appreciate it. She is a five-pather. She is a professional, uh, certified professional hypnosis instructor, which means she can teach my course just like I do. Uh, let's see, 25 years she worked in the medical profession. She's uh, presented at the National Guild of Hypnotists Convention. She has her own pain management system using hypnosis. So I'm very happy to have her as part of the Five Path International Association Hypnosis Professionals team and community. And that's it. How you doing, Penny? I'm doing great. I'm extremely grateful to be here. Hey, let me interject to everybody. So we don't have our usual setup. Well, the way we usually do this is we have these high resolution cameras and lighting and all this kind of stuff. And clip on microphone so our audio is really good but like I said these are the hunkered down podcasts and so we're just using the microphone that's in the computers and we're using zoom so uh, we're just we'll just see how it works out I don't know when um, uh, zoom will switch back and forth I guess according to who's talking and and that kind of stuff so let's start off with well any guy thing to say I do I want to tell everyone about you, Cal. You are the originator of the Five Path Hypnotherapy System, which you developed uh, many, many years ago. I won't say how many to put you on the spot, but it is a fantastic systematic approach to achieving consistent, reliable results with your clients. You have pioneered hypnosis professionals in creating some standards for an ethical and successful online session by creating an online hypnosis certification program. And recently, actually just last week, the National Guild of Hypnotists 
I worked alongside Reverend Dr. C. Scott Giles and adapted those standards into the National Guild of Hypnotists for uh, ethical practice of online hypnosis sessions for hypnotists everywhere. So Cal Banyan, everyone. Whoa! I'm so excited to be here. Excited to have Penny here. And uh, also, uh, Dr. Reverend Scott Giles and I are also working on putting together the standards and the NGH is looking at them right now. We just put it in, uh, into the NGH office uh, yesterday, I believe, for setting up the standards for um, hypnotist trainers, National Guild of Hypnotists certified instructors, as well as the CFIs, that's the five path instructors, to do online certification courses. So, I mean, it's just, this is things I've been pushing for for so long and now we've got this coronavirus thing going on and everybody's hunkered down, but we, we don't want to let the bug win. Don't let the bug win. That's what this is all about. That's why we're hunkered down doing the podcast. Uh, I'm seeing all my clients on online right now. My last client that I saw in my office was uh, the week before last. I've been seeing them all online ever since. And I've been seeing online clients for way back, uh, but now I'm just exclusively online. So what we're going to talk about today is some of the things that you need to keep in mind to be successful doing hypnosis sessions online, because I really, really, really encourage you to not let the bug win and to stay into business by uh, taking your sessions and your clients online. So you want to talk a little bit, you've been doing that for a while too, right? Um, yeah, Cal, I've actually been exclusively online since the end of July last year. And one of the things about doing sessions online is you have to be uh, flexible and adaptable to a degree. But the most important thing I've found is that being professional in a way that you can still connect with the client and build that confidence online because you don't get that human touch and that human warmth from shaking their hand when they walk in the door. And so sometimes that takes a little bit longer and it's something that's very important to take into consideration because a lot of people are not as comfortable with tech as others. Awesome. It can become a barrier. Right. And, you know, I've got my little list here of things, but I think we're, you know, we can just kind of be chatty about this. And as long as all the most important things get covered. And so you folks out there, what I want you to remember is that you can do hypnosis sessions online. You can do hypnosis sessions online. You really can do hypnosis sessions online. There's only one thing that you can't do with a client uh, online that you can do on in, in an office and that is you can't touch them everything else is the same our business is a talking business and um, once you get over that fact and maybe modify some techniques you're already using if they involve touch and um, so that you're not touching and there's ways to do that and I and you know I don't know what I'm going to say about that in the certification course that I developed, I have all these modifications in there. And what I want you to realize is that as that you can do hypnosis sessions online, I just want to really get that in you. You already have the skills. Now we have technology that's super easy. 
super easy. For example, Zoom. And I, now I'm, Zoom doesn't pay me no money, okay? It's just the one that I'm using. Super easy. I get on there and I can schedule an appointment or I can just get on there and say, start. And then send them off a, a link and an email. They open that link on the device they're going to use, be it a phone, a tablet, a laptop, a desktop. It could be Android. It could be Mac. It could be PC. And boom, they're on there. Super easy. What are you using? Are you using Zoom? I do use Zoom, and my assistant takes it a step further. You know, you talk about creating an appointment. She creates a unique appointment for each client so that when I go in, if I'm working with Mr. Adams, I go into my Zoom and it says Mr. Adams, and I click start for his meeting, and he always has the same link. I have the same link, and um, we meet up. I think that increases privacy as well. Uh, confidentiality because it prevents other people who are testing their links and practicing with Zoom from bumping in on you. Awesome. Cool. Hey, since we talked about privacy, there's a, a lot of different things we could talk about with privacy. Um, one thing I like about Zoom is it's encrypted. Now, it is encrypted with the same level of encryption that they call SSL which is the security that they use on websites where there's where you buy stuff and things like that. Um, the security, now I, I recently read an article about the security of Zoom and they says, well, it's not really uh, start to finish, end to end encryption and stuff like that. But as I read through the article, and I'm, you know, I am not a internet security expert, nor do I play one on TV, right? <laughs> but <laughs> the, I've been online since 1984. That's the truth. I've been online since uh, since modems talk to each other like that kind of thing. And I, I believe that, from what I understand, you have more security on a video chat or video conference with Zoom than you have talking to them on the phone. Okay? Talk to them on the phone. Um, it is possible that if, just like if you're talking to someone on the phone, the feds, right, they could get a warrant to tap your phone line. If they've got enough evidence that you're a bad guy or bad girl, okay, then, then they could tap. Well, in the same way, if the federal government or the cops, right, they have enough evidence to get a warrant, they could, now as far as I know, this has never happened. Okay, and I, I've just read a couple articles, not an expert, but they, it, they've never done this. But theoretically, they could get kind of like a wiretapping uh, a warrant for a phone. They can get it for your encryption. And uh, again, I don't think they've ever done that, but technically that would be possible. So basically, if you've ever talked to your client on the phone about why they're coming in, how they're doing, and that kind of thing, uh, Zoom is probably a little bit more secure than that. So I feel very comfortable doing uh, Zoom uh, style conferencing. I got this special mug here today. I want you to see it. Can you read that? Nice, I like it. Yeah, it says location is irrelevant. And I got it from a company who does Meeting Owl, Owl Labs, 
and it's got some drippies on the side, excuse me there. And uh, this is a, the device I use in my classes because it's got a 360 degree camera and you can see everything that's going on. So I know that's a little bit off subject, but the, the important thing is you can do hypnosis sessions online. All right, now I'm gonna add a little bit to what Penny's already said. And that is you need to understand that maybe perhaps it takes a little bit more to get confidence in your clients about what you're doing when you are online and it's a little bit easier to mess it up. So for example, you, when you do hypnosis in your office, you think about how your office looks, right? You think about, you know, what kind of impression am I, am I making on my clients? I have an old Banyanism. It's like hypnosis is a confidence game. If you don't get their confidence, there's no game, right? And so you got to understand that you want to dress the same way, you want to behave the same way. Uh, you should be, have a professional background. Now, that professional background doesn't have to be a marvelous green screen fake office background like I have. That's a picture of a part of my office in there. When I first started doing them at home, I hadn't had that set up yet, and I just had a blank wall. And so I think at the very bare minimum, your background should not take away from your credibility. It should look office-y or it should be um, um, neutral. Now, I chose the one I have because it's got my, some credentials in the background that builds credibility and you know, some books and it just looks very office-y. What, what's your take on that, Penny? No, I, I completely agree because you don't want people to think you're taking five minutes out of your busy day to sit down and do a hypnosis session. I have two offices at home and one is in transition <laughs> being made over. Um, but in the other office, you know, I really don't like the wall. So I simply hung a curtain rod with very nice drapes so it looks like I have a wall of windows behind me. Then no one knows the difference. It's not distracting. It's not something that people are gonna be looking at and trying to see, oh, is that a picture of a child over there or whatever the case may be. Um, but professionalism is definitely, and I think you mentioned something that's so important is we need to dress as professional as we would when we go into the office whenever we do that. Our appearance is everything. It lets the clients know that we take them seriously and that they're important to us. Yeah. That's just my take on it. Awesome. Hey, one of the things I also want to talk about, that's just right on, is that we want the technology that we're using to become invisible. And that they're, they're not thinking about, oh, I'm doing the session online. I feel like I'm just, I'm in Star Trek now, you know, this kind of stuff. And the, there's some differences amongst age groups. Younger people, and I'm, for, I'm going to just make up a number here, under 40 uh, are, have been doing FaceTime and, and doing video with their friends and stuff like that for a long, long time. Older people, and I'm going to skip ahead, say 50 plus or 60 plus, they may not be so comfortable. And Penny started talking about this a little bit uh, with all the technology. And so you want to spend some time before the session, like a 10-minute tech check, just to make sure they understand how to get on Zoom, make sure they know how to uh, you know, look into the camera. And 
one of the things I really like about Zoom is you don't have to yell into the camera. If you yell into the camera or talk too loud, um, you get an echoey sound. So you can just talk in a natural voice. Now, I, you know, I've been doing these podcasts for a long time, so I may speak kind of loud because, gosh, I get excited. It's just part of the personality I have on screen. But the most of my clients don't have to have headphones. They don't have to have a microphone, you know, a boom mic or the earbuds with the microphone. Zoom does a really good job of picking up voice. Uh, what do you think of that, Penny? Um, I think so, too. A lot of my clients do like to use earbuds just because they may have ambient sounds outside of where they are. Sometimes I find that can be a problem, though, especially the Bluetooth, the AirPods, I think they're called for Apple, because when they get very soft, it can be a challenge to hear them. And so I just preface my clients ahead of time and, and tell them, you know, if your voice gets soft, I'll ask you to repeat or speak up. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. I just need you to be a little louder so I can hear you. It's normal sometimes for your voice to become soft during the session and that's okay. And I think it's important to reassure clients that if you give them additional instruction, that it's okay. Perfect. You know, one of the things is when I'm not, I started off wearing a headset with the boom mic and everything. And I found out I just didn't need to do that. And I think when I'm doing that, it reminds them, hey, look, we're doing something with technology. And I just want that to go away in their mind so that we're just having a conversation. Now, one of the things I discovered is that you know, since my clients don't need to have it either, but sometimes, you know, if you're doing hypnosis with clients, in your office, you know that sometimes they speak so softly you can't hear them when you're standing, sitting right next to them. So what I did is I bought some powered speakers that sit on either side of my laptop and I can turn up the volume much more than I could just on my laptop. So it's just, a, it's like, they look like two just regular speakers, you know, they're just, you know, the usual size and, but it's got, you know, you gotta turn them on they have power, and so I can really crank it up if I need to. And so that's a little, little insider tip there for you guys. All right, so let me, let me move this on a little bit. So in addition, you need to be confident and competent in the techniques you use online. So like for you folks that are five pathers out there, and I know there's a lot of you, you are using the five path induction. And for you folks that are mm, looking for an induction online and you're not five pathers, what I want to recommend you do is to go to fivepathinduction.com. Fivepathinduction.com. On there, I have the, the five path induction in the normal form, which includes some touching. For example, rocking their head, lifting their hand to see how relaxed they are and that kind of thing. Then there's also a group version of the induction. And then there is also a short form of the in-office touching induction. And then the newly uh, put, I newly put up there, that's not a very good sentence. I most recently put up the newest version of it, which is the non-touching version of it for doing hypnosis sessions online. And uh, that's worked really, really well. And before I started using it with people online, it had to prove itself by working on clients in my office. If you are still seeing clients in your office, 
you shouldn't be touching them anyway, right? So start using the non-touch style induction that you intend to use online. And then and build that 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 ability to do it masterfully, right? And then when you go to doing it online, you will have confidence that it works, and you will have the ability to say it and to do it uh, in, with the fluency you want. Any any comments on that? No, I think it's a perfect induction to use online because we have that covert depth test built in and you know where your clients are in hypnosis, in the induction. And especially if you're wanting to do insight-based work and deeper work, that's necessary. And I find it's quick, it's efficient. And if you need to spend more time getting your client comfortable before you begin the session, you can have someone in somnambulism within three to four minutes. And um, I, I just love it. Once I started using it, I never went back. Perfect. Perfect. I don't know why, but one of us is, is causing some ringing in the background. But uh, you folks are just going to have to please be a little forgiving, forgiving of us because we're doing the hunkered down podcast right now. All right. So um, sometimes maybe if you experience something like that with a session, what you need to do is you need to turn down your speakers. The, sometimes having the speakers too loud will ring through the microphone. It's kind of like the feedback that they'll get in a performance on stage. If the, if the, if the guitarist is too close to the speaker, then the sound of the speaker resonates back through the guitar and they can get that ringing kind of thing. So like when I'm doing these podcasts out of my regular office, the person I'm podcasting with is on, is on a speaker phone. And I always try to keep that speaker phone just loud enough to where I can hear them so that it doesn't feed back into it. So that's a little tip for everybody. All right. Let me talk about, I remember when I brought up, so I was at the NGH convention last year, like I have been for the last like 22, 23 years, and uh, I'm on a, the Blue Ribbon Committee, which is like an advisory committee of uh, experienced hypnotists that contribute to the National Guild of Hypnotists development and stuff. And we, we started talking about online sessions, and there were some real naysayers on there, you know, and... Um, I said, you know what, like it or not, approve of it or not, you know, online sessions are here to stay. And what the National Guild of Hypnosis ought to do is become a leader uh, on the subject. And that's why they have moved forward and um, put the, the uh, standards out for doing sessions online. Uh, one of the things they were concerned about, well, what if an emergency happens? What if there's a, either a medical emergency or non-medical emergency? And I took down all these kind of what ifs that people were saying that they were concerned about as I built the, the standards and the course for doing sessions online. And I had like, like I just 30, 40, what ifs? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if you want to get paid? What if blah, blah, it goes on and on. And one of the things I'll talk about right now is you want to make sure you have a plan in place in case there is a medical or non-medical emergency for your client. Or what if they fall asleep? So what if? What if, right? Do you have any input on that, Penny? Um, 
Yeah, I think it's important to have, obviously, their physical address. It's on my paperwork as well as their phone number. And, you know, I just always give them, you know, um, in addition to having that information and to know if there's someone in the house that, you know, um, would be answering the phone, that type of thing, is that, you know, you also let them know that if you did get disconnected, how to reach out. So I think at a minimum, you need the phone number that they have immediate access to, as well as if there is an emergency contact to reach out to them. I was working sessions online with clients in Australia when they were having the massive brush fires. And there were a couple of times that I had to call the landline because the internet went down because they were having infrastructure issues. And I had actually had to call during a session to complete the session. Hey, just a couple more things. That's excellent. Is, you know, you, if you want to have a contact person in case of emergency, then it needs to be somebody that can respond. They're in case of emergency person can't be in Oklahoma if they're in Mississippi, right? And another thing, is if they have a known medical problem, like a seizure disorder or something like that, one of the things you might ask them, you say, hey, just to be super safe, I mean, I've never had this happen, but if you, ha you have a seizure disorder, if that happened during the session, how would I know it? And what would you like me to do? How would you like me to handle that? Because they're the expert on that. And so you've got those instructions. And if you record your videos like I do, that probably helps a lot with any possible liability stuff. You ask them how to handle it, you handled it that way. Now, one more little thing. If you're in the same area with them, if all else fails, you can call 911. And when the answer is, what's the nature of the emergency? You say, I'm on a video conference with someone at, and give them the address, and they appear to be having a medical emergency. And then that they will then ask you whatever questions. They'll say, are you still in line with them? Yes. Blah, blah. Now, if they're not in the area. Now, one of the things about international, about being uh, online, is you may be doing international or you may be doing uh, across states in the United States. Now, here's a tip. If you're in the United States, I can't vouch for every country in the world, but if you're in the United States and I am having a session with someone that's like in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they appear to be having some kind of a medical emergency, then what I can do is I can still dial 911 and I will tell them the same thing. Uh, I am on a video conference with someone at this address in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they appear to be having a medical emergency. Now, a lot of your local 911 uh, caller operators have a directory or have an, a linkage to other local 911s. And so if anybody would have the possibility of connecting to a, a 911 response team, near them, it would be your local. Have you, do you know anything about that, Penny? Um, I've actually been inside of my local 911 operations center uh, a couple of years ago, and we're in a very small town, but they cover several counties, and you would not believe the command center that they have up, and they are connected with departments across the country. Exactly. So there you go, some most important things to get you started. I want to tell you also that I'm going to show you a picture. 
let's see here, share, and boom, there it is. That's our most recent graduating class of the online certification course. This is a certification course for doing hypnosis sessions online. That's our most recent class there. And just as kind of a proof of concept, the entire class is done online. I limited it up to 20 people. Now here's, this is the way it's working out. We had one March 27th, class was full. We had one April 2nd, class was full. We have one coming up on April 9th, 2020. And that class is filling up. And we are gonna continue scheduling that class on about a once a week basis, so long as uh, this is going on and hypnotists need to get certified. It's a seven-ish hour course, half hour lunch break. And we go through all the things you need to know to be able to do this in a safe, effective, ethical way. Um, let's see, it starts about 9.30 in the morning, central time, goes for seven hours. If you want to find out when the next time is coming up, please email Tasha, that's T-A-S-H-A, at hypnosis.org. That's org, hypnosis.org, okay? It rhymes with the Borg, okay? So, uh, and we can get you set up. The tuition for that is 145, and, and what will happen is you will get a very nice certification that you can hang on your wall. You can also make a, uh, a scan of that that you can put on your website. And then also, Vipath International Association of Hypnosis Professionals has an explanation of what you achieved by taking that course and you can link to it from your website where you say, hey, I do online sessions and I'm certified to do it. So that it gives you that third party credibility where someone says, yes, this person has been certified to do hypnosis sessions online. All right, and uh, what, do you, what you got for me, Penny, to wrap it up? Oh no, I think it's the wild west out there and I think that certification is excellent. It's going to give another layer of confidence to your clients. You've taken care and attention to what you're doing with them online. All right. And you know what? Also, I've been doing classes online since, I don't know, like 2007. And that's, and I was fortunate to be the only one up until now that the National Hypnotist allowed to do hypnosis certification online. Well, because of the circumstances that are going on now and the pushing that I've been doing and showing them that it can be done well. Now, all of my trainers are able to do hypnosis training online. So my uh, NGH approved Banyan hypnosis certification super course can be had through Penny or any of our other trainers uh, online. You can, if, once this is over, then what we do is we have hybrid classes where some people are on, on site in our classroom and some people are online. But for right now, until further notice, all of our classes are online. We've got one coming up April 27th, which is the week of power. This might be especially interesting for you who are already certified. To get into the week of power, you must already be certified. That means we don't have to spend as much time on the basics and we can roll into the advanced stuff much more quickly. Then we've got our certification course. We've got one coming up in July, then one coming up in October. And you can always check calbanion.com to see what our latest schedule is. You, do you have a training course coming up, Penny? I do. I have just added one to my schedule for July 12th through 
18th and um, I might be spilling the beans here. That's about the 25 plus seven. All right. Yes. The 25 plus seven. Maybe we'll talk more about that in the next podcast. Absolutely. All right. That's it. Thank you, Penny. This is Cal Banyan. Signing off.